Hello and welcome to the sixth episode of One Name at a Time. I'm Pez and I'm joined here with Ben. Hello. And uh, this week we are going to be looking at Germany uh, for our little team. Uh, the usual rules apply. We have a 4 4 2. Uh, all players must have played in the Premier League, but don't necessarily have to be good in the Premier League. Uh, they don't have to have played for Germany, but if they have played for another nation, then they must have played for Germany more. Um, and we get a subs bench for one goalkeeper, one defender, one midfielder and one striker. Does that cover everything quickly, nicely? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that was our, our speediest one yet. Good. As I think we, we've got plenty of listeners now. They know exactly what the, what the, uh, the routine is. Don't need to tell them every week. <laughs> Okay, so um, I guess I'll get us, get us started with with our goalkeeper. Yep. So uh, a couple of good options this week, but I have gone for what I think is the obvious option. I'm not massively thrilled with it. I didn't like this player, um, <laughs> but I have gone for Jens Lehmann. Mm-hmm. I have talked previously about how of all the rival teams to United that. I've liked and admired over the years. That Arsenal team of the early sort of noughties that obviously uh, went the season unbeaten is one that I really admire. You know, I love players like Henri Bergkamp, Vieira, uh, even Perez, Campbell, you, you know, lots of really, really good players that I admire. Jens Lehmann wasn't one of those. I just hate him, man. He was such a confrontational and like controversial figure. I'm not even sure he was one of those controversial uh, contra- Controversial. Sorry, <laughs> got my words mixed up there. Controversial figure that his own fans liked. I mean, I don't know. I, d- I haven't spoken to any Arsenal fans about it, but I would be interested to see whether they recall him fondly because he did make a lot of silly mistakes. I, I remember him getting sent off stupidly quite a lot um, yeah. and sort of get found out coming out miles from his goal and things. But despite all of that, <laughs> um, he did have a very impressive career. 61 caps for the national team, which surprised me a little bit because obviously that was at the time that they had Oliver Kahn, who yes, yeah. was one of one of the best goalkeepers of his generation. Um, I remember really clearly, and probably it was at the tail of his career that I remember, but him being incredible for Bayern Munich. Uh, so I was surprised that Lehmann managed to make 60 caps um, despite them having uh, Germany having Kahn available, probably quite a lot of those, I guess, came after Kahn had retired. But still, 60 caps, very impressive. He did win. Uh, he was a runner-up, sorry, in in the World Cup with Germany, and also a runner-up in Euros. Obviously, that spell at Arsenal that I've referred to, where he made 200 appearances, that one Premier League, one FA Cup, and one Champions League runner-up. Um, but 787 appearances in total. And he played for, like, I guess that's one of the things that I perhaps hadn't considered before looking at his career was, I obviously know him from that spell at Arsenal, but he did play for a lot of other clubs as well. Schalke, AC Milan, Dortmund, Stuttgart, two UEFA goalkeeper of the years, apparently. Yeah. Um, so a very impressive career where he played for a long time um, for like some big clubs. He may have been a hated figure among a lot of uh, I think not just United fans. I think a lot of Premier League clubs, Arsenal fans got... as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I said, I'm, I'm. I think if you ask an Arsenal fan who's your favourite goalkeeper that's played for Arsenal, they're not going to say Lehman. They would go with Seaman, right? Yeah. You know, he he was. You know, like we said with Spain, like De Gea, like Reina, he he definitely had a mistake in him. But then he also did a lot in his career, and 
he was a he was a presence as well. You have to say that in goal for Arsenal. He was a commanding presence, uh, even if he did sometimes make a bizarre mistake or get himself sent off. I think it was the, the sort of the shit history of him, which was the, the the presence, wasn't it? It wasn't necessarily that he'd maybe save his shot or pull off a fantastic save. It was the fact that he'd probably clobber you if you went on one on one, and that was the that was the fear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little bit, and. Sometimes a personality, I mean, it's true all over the pitch, but I think especially with goalkeepers, we, we mentioned it a bit with Bartes, sometimes that eccentricity is something that actually is a positive because, I don't know, it just brings something a little bit extra. Yeah. Um, different type of character, obviously, um, name it to Bartes, but definitely was a, a real sort of, a, a potential leader in that Arsenal team. Like quite a vocal character, I'd imagine. Yeah. Yeah, um, I, I, when I looked at Lehman, he was kind of the obvious one for me. Um, even the, the names that I eventually looked through and, and realised did play in the Premier League, um, just just nowhere near his um, success rate and, and probably talent, really. Um, but yeah, when, when you think of how long he, he played, like he, he didn't come to Arsenal when he was young at all. No. Like he, he, he'd been playing for, well, since the 80s he started his career. Um, and and you, you, you sort of, yeah, don't don't realise he you know, he played a lot of the time at the same time as Oliver Kahn, who was oh yeah, he's superior keeper. So yeah, the the, the sixty one caps must have been just after Kahn and probably just before Neuer came through. because um, I think they, they might have even been around the same same sort of time. I can't even remember how long Neuer's been around now. Um but yeah, he, he must have been German number one for maybe two tournaments or something. Um yeah, uh, the the other options are sort of more, much more recent ones yeah. um, that that I looked at. Uh, Bernd Leno at, at Arsenal currently, definitely a different kind of goalkeeper there. Um, yes. <laughs> he's, he's, yeah, he's, he's only got six caps again. He might be one who who suffers a little bit from Neuer, and then uh, to Stegen. Um, I don't think Leno's going to get a huge amount of caps. Let's be honest, uh, with the the um, competition he's got there internationally. And another one who's got six caps, um, who is definitely not through Manchester United bias, and that's Ronald <laughs> Zeela. Yeah. <laughs> um, played a, a little bit for, for Leicester, um, I believe, um, as a backup to, to Schmeichel. Um, but is one of those ones who was actually like in the, the World Cup squad when Germany won it um, 2014. And uh, yeah, he, he went over to Germany after being a, a United youth. He, he never really got the chance, given who we had. Uh, and it was, was pretty solid in Germany, as, as far as I'm aware, um, even though we didn't really do much at Leicester either. Um, but yeah, it, it was, Lehman was the, um, the standout there. The only other one I've really considered here, and I've actually put him as my backup to Lehman, because I think when you look at like the, the stats, it, it, he's probably a better option than, than Leno or Zeela. And that's uh, Ike Immel, who played for, I think it was a season or two with, with Man City. Oh, right. um, in the mid-90s, uh, he was basically back up to, uh, I can't remember his first name now, but it was Schumacher, who was the, the German goalkeeper throughout the 80s, um, who I think he knocked the head off uh, a French striker and won one of the games or something. Um, but yeah, they, they won the European Championships and he was he was the backup goalkeeper um, for West Germany, uh, Eike Rimmel. Um, he got nine, 19 caps for West Germany, never played for the unified team. Um, but I thought 19 caps when you're trying to back up someone. Again, like, like you say, Kahn was one of the best of his generation. Schumacher was one of the best of his. Um, I thought that was probably more 
more worthy of uh, a place in our team than uh, yeah, a couple of six caps who might have been given on a, on a whim like Zila. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's not one that I, I had, um, but I, I definitely agree that the options that we had, apart from Lehman, there weren't really... You, there were, you know, Zila and Leno both had good careers um, in the Bundesliga, uh, but, you know, they're not really outstanding, outstanding options. So I definitely agree there. I mean, a couple of the other names I had weren't even at the sort of Leno or Zila level. Like, I did write down Loris Karius. <laughs> um, I didn't. I didn't write down any stats for him. I just wrote down that he was a German goalkeeper. That was the sort of. <laughs> he is a German goalkeeper. He hasn't stopped playing. We forget that. We forget that he hasn't stopped playing. Um, he, he's not even really. I don't think at the level of Leno and Zila. Um, maybe. Hey, maybe he'll come back and prove me wrong. But. Good luck getting in that Liverpool team ahead of Allison. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I, I quite like Carrius uh, when he's on his on his game. He he looks all right. Like he, he's not like a fantastic goalkeeper, but I, I think he he's a, a solid stopper for maybe like a mid-table team. But once you make a mistake when you're in like Champions League finals, you, you're never sort of gonna play in another Champions League final, are you? <laughs> and I mean, the other ones I had were like. Uh, perennial backup goalkeepers so Gerhard Tremel mm-hmm. uh, uh, Swansea I remember being like pretty solid for Swansea around the time that they had Michel Vorm and were doing quite well I think he covered for Vorm when he was injured quite a lot and maybe when Vorm left for Tottenham he covered a bit mm-hmm. um, and the other one I had was Stefan Wessels or Vessels as it's probably pronounced um, <laughs> who I think was the backup goalkeeper to Khan at Bayern Munich yeah. Um, and then sp- spent a season at Everton, I think, maybe on loan. Um, but I, you know, again, backup goalkeepers who you know probably had were good backup goalkeepers in their career. But you can't really compare a backup goalkeeper with you know the likes of Jens Lehmann, who was, you know, made over seven hundred appearances in his career um, for club sides, and then made over sixty uh, appearances for the national team. Yeah, I mean, you, you said Gerhard Tremel there. He was one who was. Um... I, I don't know. I don't want to say he's a boa tank, but he's, he's kind, of, kind of there's one that, that you, you just look at like from a, like a, a bottom sort of bottom half team. And you go, yeah, he was like a a bit of a, a cult player. Um, he, I think he's it was 2013 uh, was his best season, um, and he actually ended the season with the best save percentage in the Premier League of shots. Oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, obviously, he probably only played about ten times, but like you said, when, whenever you saw him play, he was a, a solid stopper. Um, but yeah, when you've got like Vorm in your team, then you you need to be uh, a bit more than maybe a good stopper. But yeah, he, he was um, a, a good backup and, and certainly one that I, I definitely considered here. Um, but wasn't on the level of, of Lehman or really Sealer or um, yeah Leno really. Okay, so defence. Um, who have you gone for right back? <laughs> my favourite position. Your favourite position. Always. And almost one of mine today because uh, I didn't really think there was a huge amount of, of options, at least for, for out-and-out right-backs. Mostly it's, it's someone who's maybe was, was a right-mid who ended up at right-back or was a centre-back who could play right-back. Um, but I think the best option um, of the lot... And someone who I actually sort of more associate with being a right back, even though he probably does play more centrally now, is uh, Jerome Boateng. 
Interesting. Not the same as George Boateng, who I mentioned a second ago. <laughs> yeah, uh, doing a, like being a Boateng isn't Jerome Boateng. It's yeah. Jerome. <laughs> yeah, it's not Kevin Prince either. Um, yeah, he only spent a, a little season with uh, Man City um, before he really kind of kicked on. I, I, like he was a bit of a um, sort of good prospect at the time. He, he wasn't the sort of, uh, you know, uh, Bayern Munich starter that he is now, that kind of player. Um, so yeah, he had a, a little spell at, at Man City and then, then went off to, to better things. Probably would have been pretty good if he had, had stayed, let's be honest. Um, but yeah, the, uh, in terms of who else was there, who I really consider as being a, an out-and-out right-back, you know, he's got 76 caps for, for Germany, won the World Cup, he's been UEFA, UEFA Team of the Years um, and has won pretty much every Bundesliga possible because that's all Bayern Munich ever do. I yeah. think he's won eight. Um, and yeah, because yeah, they won one. As well. <laughs> I think since I made this list, they've won another one. <laughs> yeah, that might be nine now. I don't know. Because yeah. <laughs> I have, well, I have seven down here for Jerome Boateng. Okay, so, so, so I, 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 have, I have included the latest one. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so you know, to to be part of a team that's that dominant, um, and to also you know get get a chance at a, a city team when they're sort of they're buying kind of every every other right back possible um i think it was probably the same same sort of time they were bound like cliche and and Torre. um i mean they, they just completely replaced their entire starting 11 didn't they so um yeah he, he was he was part of that um first wave of, of city uh big names let's say but yeah they're, they're, in terms of who else was there it, he, he is the standout right back option for me I mean, I I agree with Jerome Boateng definitely being in this side because for me he was the standout defensive option. If we're looking at the back four, the first name for me really was our oh, Jerome Boateng, like with what he's done with Bayern and Germany. I I mean I put him in at centre back. I okay. actually at right back. Um, you know, right back is the position that I always seem to struggle with, um, or at least I struggle with in a lot of the teams that we do. <laughs> And I did really struggle <laughs> um, until I I basically had a couple of players' names that I sort of thought about. And one, when I looked him up, I was like, oh, it definitely says he played right back sometimes. And I was like, ah, he played for Bayern Munich in uh, 99. And then I looked up the Champions League final against United in 99. And he was playing right back that night. So that's Marcus Babel. Yeah, who, um, yeah. You know, hey man, he played right back for Bayern Munich in a Champions League final. I think I'm allowed to put him at right back. Did, um, didn't both of our goals that that night come from the left, like our corners, left wing? Corners. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. <laughs> Set piece. Um, you know, I, I was really tempted to just include any Bayern players who played that night, to be honest. But yeah, um, I mean, you know, he's not. If if, if it's him or Boateng. I mean, Boateng's not going to play elsewhere in the team. I don't think it's really a competition because, you know, he didn't have a, a bad career um, at Babel. Uh, 50, over 50 caps, did win the Euros for Germany. Um, over 350 appearances in total. That's um, league appearances. Again, uh, the stats are a, a bit a bit dodgy with him. Um, but, he, you know, he obviously then went to Liverpool and did win a couple of things with Liverpool. He was part of that team that won the uh, FA Cup, the League Cup and the UEFA Cup. But I think he only made sort of 40-odd league appearances for them. Played for Bayern for a number of years and made over 180 league appearances for them, winning Bundesligas um, and obviously run, coming as a runner-up in the Champions League in 99. I'm going to mention that as much as possible. Yeah. Um, 
so he he was sort of the one that I discovered and went, oh, actually, he's not a bad option, bad option for that position. Because the other ones I had were, frankly, I put Emre Chan in here because he's not good enough to play in any of the other positions that he plays. Um, <laughs> like, he wasn't getting in my centre of midfield and he wasn't getting in at centre-back. Um, I don't. I think he play, maybe played it right back once. Um, <laughs> Ever. But I was really struggling, man. That's not even. That's not even doing a William Gallas. That's like. That, that, that's that's doing a um, put, trying to put Dion Dublin there with someone. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, the the only one who really I thought of as, as actually being a right back was was Moritz Volt. He was the first name I thought. So that that was yeah. I mean, I mean if. I mean, with with the other like centre back options who could play right back, I'd still pick those over Moritz Volz, who was a career right back. And I mean, <laughs> had Moritz Volz, I remember, I remember him in that Fulham team, sort of around the time that I guess I really, really got super invested in football and not just United. Mm. Um, but I mean, he he didn't really kick on and have a great career, did he? Um, the other name I had was Sasha Ritha, or Rita again yeah who, who played for Fulham in the Premier League but again I mean two caps and you know did seemingly have like a career in the Bundesliga but you know for me I was it, I think it says a lot about you know Moritz Wals and Sasha Rita that like I w- was more willing to put Emre Chan in a right back than them yeah <laughs> Someone, someone who can play as like a number ten type of player with with Chan there as well. Like, <laughs> I mean, let's be fair. Emery Chan can play in a lot of positions. Yeah, I remember yeah. him playing centre back for Liverpool. But yeah, I was I was grabbing at straws there. But then I discovered Marcus Babel had played there. Probably well better known as a centre back. But um, I think when he first moved to Liverpool, he kind of was their right back for a little while. Because um, obviously yeah, they probably had like Huppio and, and, and Carragher um, in the centre, maybe like Honcho. Um, so I think he did kind of get pushed out to the right a little bit there, um, maybe, maybe his first couple of seasons. But I definitely remember him more as, as a, um, a, yeah. a centre back. But yeah, like you say, he, he, if he could play there, then he, he's a better option than say like Volt or, or Rita. <laughs> um, moving into the centre backs, I have, as I've already said, gone for Jerome Boateng, who obviously you've already mentioned. You know, uh, great career so far. Maybe we'll see him in the Premier League one day. He was linked uh, with Man... Well, I say one day. Again one day. Again, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's been a decade it's... now. I mean, yeah. <laughs> um, It's easy to forget that he played for City. He has been linked. He was linked with United, I think, when Mourinho was there. Um, mm. I think he's been linked with maybe Arsenal as well. But, you know, great career. And for me, like I said, he was one of the first names I had down for defence. Um, mm. Alongside him, I had a real struggle with who to go for. Uh, because I think there was a, a bit of a Boateng in one of the positions. Um, but I went for Per Mertesacker, yeah. mainly on his international career, if I'm honest, because he did play, make over 200 appearances for Arsenal and win three FA Cups with them, over 500 appearances in total, including a speller, uh, Werder Bremen. But I kind of always remember him being a little bit dodgy, like he wasn't the quickest, he was a bit awkward and clumsy, like not very you know wasn't wasn't very maneuverable you know wasn't very sort of like could quite easily get sort of turned I, yeah. I don't remember him being high quality but he went on to he did make 104 appearances for Germany obviously won the World Cup um with them so 
it was one of those where I was kind of going, oh, like, I don't remember him being top quality, but he had such a good career in, in, from a national team perspective. I, I think I had to go for him over the other options. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that, that's fair. I mean, we, we've kind of just switched around players so far um, because my centre-back pairing is Murtasaka and Babel. Oh, interesting. Um, so, yeah, um, it was... I mean, maybe I hold Murtasaka in a bit of a, a higher regard than you. Um, I think he's probably because he was it's maybe... It's just the, players, man. Like, yeah, I, it must be what it is. <laughs> it's going to be me slagging off Arsenal players. <laughs> but yeah, maybe, maybe it's because he was like the starting centre-back when they won the World Cup. Um, so I, I thought it was kind of Murtasaka and then a friend was kind of how I was looking at it. Like, Murtasaka was, was the first centre-back. As soon as I, I put Boateng on it as right-back, it was Murtasaka and then who to put with him. Um, and eventually I, I picked Babel over the other options. Um, the others that I, I considered for both right-back and centre-back uh, were players like Antonio Rudiger yeah. um, and Skodron Mustafi, again, another Arsenal player. Um, who, yeah, if, if I, you know, push came to shove, I could have wiggled around and maybe put in somewhere else if needed. Uh, but, yeah, you um, mentioned about Babel when we spoke about right-back and... That was basically what you know put him in my mind over the others. Um, yeah, with with how good he was at Bayern Munich before he, he came to Liverpool, um, and the the only real one who kind of challenged him there was actually his centre back partnership partner at Bayern, and that's Thomas Helmer, yeah, who actually came to the Premier League a season before Babel. Um, so Babel actually has one more Bundesliga than uh, than Helmer ever won. Um, but yeah, you know, won the uh, the Euros um, in '96. I think it was Babel and Helmer was probably the the defensive partnership um, for Germany uh, when they won that as well. So you know, it's a, a solid little duo there. Um, but yeah, he, he had a, a short spell in the Premier League, but actually got more caps than Babel. Scored more international goals. Um, so it, it was his career outside of England that that put him into consideration for me. Whereas Babbles was maybe more his career in England as well, because I remember him being relatively good for for Liverpool um, in yeah probably in multiple <laughs> positions across the defence there. Um, I think the one who you mentioned a minute ago about being a, a Boateng is uh, Robert Hooth. It is the yes. other name I, I really had, who is an absolute Premier League legend and probably has more Premier League titles than anyone else on this list. Um, with, Definitely uh, in terms of defenders, right? Yeah, with with um, two two clubs playing in blue, uh, but seemed to kind of get lost internationally. I mean, he, yeah, not 19 caps. Um, when if if you're playing at the same time as, as some other players, if, you know, like you say, Murtasaka could be turned inside out by someone a little bit tricky. It was looked a bit clumsy. Um, I don't think Hooth really had that aspect to him. I thought Hooth was a lot more solid, a lot more strong, um, a much better tackler, maybe. Um, but that he didn't sort of displace Mertesacker in the German national team, maybe a, a sign that, um, yeah, he, he must have been missing something. I wonder with Hooth whether a, a part of it, like you said, he spent pretty much all of his career. I think he spent all of his career actually in the Premier League. Um, apart yeah, from a couple of spells a while, wasn't he? In, in the Championship. I think he maybe had sort of like the uh, a season or two in the Championship. Mm. Um, maybe maybe that's one of the reasons he did get overlooked a bit internationally because he never really played in Germany and built up a reputation there. You know, mm. a lot of German players, and that's one thing we found this week, I think. A lot of German players 
stay in Germany. Um, uh, yeah, you know, especially at a certain level of German players. So maybe that's kind of why he got overlooked a bit. He was actually, for me, Rüdiger and Huth were the ones that I was really considering against Mertesacker. Because hmm. Huth, I think, was one of those players that, he obviously was at Chelsea and he was never really first choice there. But when he left Chelsea, he was almost always a little bit too good for the team he was at, seemingly. You know, like, yeah. he was, I, I was like, oh, he's a good player for Borough. Like, oh, yeah. And then he went to Stoke and it was like, wow, they've got Robert Huth. Like, that's quite a good signing for them. And then he, same thing when he went to Leicester. I remember thinking that's like a really good signing for them. And obviously went on to be part of that Leicester team that shocked everyone and won the Premier League. Premier League. Um, so him and Rüdiger, Rüdiger for me, I think it's just a bit early. Um, yeah, you know, clearly going to be a big part of Chelsea's team going forward, and probably Germany's team going forward. But a bit early for him yet, I think, to compare against the likes of Mertesacker and Boateng. Huth, I just thought he didn't do enough internationally for me. Um, he never really probably proved himself at that very top level. Which, my um, sort of doubts aside, Mertesacker clearly did if he played a, over a hundred times for Germany. Mm. Um, I did have Helmer on my list as well, but can't really remember him. Probably because he only made two appearances for Sunderland. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he was in that in that um, Bayern team that came runner-up in '99. So mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> I, I was tempted to put him in, but no, I I went for Mertesacker and Bertrand. What about your your left back? Uh, left back, I think it was a bit sort of a bit like a goalkeeper for me here. Uh, there was one real standout player. Um, when you looked at at least the stats, maybe. I mean, my, my memory of, of all the... Well, I have three players listed here. Um, my memory of all of them, very sort of blurred. Um, but this one was at least a name that I, I could think of immediately before having to actually check through and figure out what Germans played in the Premier League. Uh, and that's Christian Zieger. Yeah, five, five, five seasons in the Premier League. Yeah, seven, over 70 caps. as part of the um, 96 Euro winning team. Um, won the Bundesliga a couple of times, played for, I think, three teams in England. Yeah. Um, so it must have been in a, a, a fair amount of demand um, and must have actually performed well enough in England to uh, keep keep getting contracts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he was, uh, Ziga was who I went with as well. Um, I do have weird memories of, well, I say weird memories. I My memory of Christian Ziga is playing for Tottenham and um, there was, I think it was in the League Cup or maybe the FA Cup, um, Tottenham had this game against Man City and it was one of the best games of football I've ever seen in my life because um, Tottenham went 3-0 up um, before half-time, Ziga scoring a great free kick, which is my memory of him. Mm. Um, but then I think, I'm going to say Jerry Barton got sent off because if someone got sent off, always it does, probably- yeah. <laughs> um, but then City came back in the second half to win 4-3. I think John Macken maybe scored the winning goal and it was such an incredible game. Like one of those real wet halftime, you were like, well, City are done. Like yeah. Tottenham are top easy street and City somehow came back. Why so is it got- always Tottenham that get these like comebacks yeah, against them? <laughs> really, we should know by now. If Genuinely is always time. <laughs> They're definitely not going to win the game. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that was sort of my memory of him. And it was when I looked into him that I was like, oh, yeah, you know, he did obviously have a significant career internationally in the Bundesliga. He did leave um, Bayern before that fateful night in 99. Mm. Um, but yeah, you know, he ha- he clearly had a really good, um, good career. And like you said, was really the only name I could think of until I looked into it. 
Um, yeah. And the only other name I got really when I looked into it was Michael Tarner, mm-hmm. um, who played for City apparently. Um, don't remember that. Yeah. <laughs> but um, he, he was as well in that um, Bayern team that came runner up in 99. Yeah. So, um, you know, again, decent career, not as many caps as Ziga. Uh, but you know, played obviously for uh, Bayern for a number of years and did win the Champions League with Bayern um, after um, that night in '99, which I'm going to talk about forever. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you, yeah know, you know, we've won it other times as well. You know, yeah. like we've got but, the other thing. <laughs> you know, we we haven't been able to talk about that yet. <laughs> and also, it just wasn't as impressive. Within, I mean, we all like John Terry missing a penalty. <laughs> Like, it's not as good as Ollie in extra time. So, yeah, uh, Tarnat was sort of the other option. But for me, it wasn't really really a competition because I remember Ziga. Um, and he did have a mean free kick on him, Ziga. I mean, I, I was looking at that, actually. Yeah. 68 goals, apparently, in um, 396 games for a left back, man. That's, like, that's impressive. Yeah, I mean, he, he, he could kind of play maybe like of um, the left side of like, like a 3-4-3 or something, like a bit of a wing-back type of player. Um, you could definitely, you could definitely do that, but yeah, he was, uh, he must have been dead ball specialist um, to to rack up those sort of numbers, I'd say. Um, the the only other one that I I kind of had here is another one who had a, a short spell at Man City, um, but way before Tarnat, uh, and that's Michael Frontsek, who also won a Bundesliga and had 19 caps um, with uh, Germany, obviously in, in the 90s there, um, but. No, I don't think I ever really heard of him before I actually looked up who players were for this. So I, I have I mean, at, least, at least I knew now. who Tarnat was. Like, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have that name written down. Yeah. I don't have anything else. I just literally obviously wrote down Michael Frontsack. He he played. He did something. He, yeah. I don't even know who he played for on this. Yeah, it was it was it was Man City, uh, way before they really did anything of, of note. <laughs> In the centre of midfield, this uh, this for me I think was was the probably the hardest decision to make in the team. Um, I have shifted things around so that again there might be an, a name or two that people initially think how has he left him out, and I've maybe played somewhere else. Um, I've gone for Michael Balak, mm-hmm. who again was kind of a super obvious name, and. <laughs> Dietmar Hamann, who was one that was maybe less obvious, but I ended up going with, kind of trying to be a bit tactical there, thinking Balak's kind of your, your more creative, more attacking option, and uh, Hamann maybe sits a little bit. Yeah. Um, Balak, I mean, he would probably, I think he would probably be the captain of this side for me. Um, incredible goal scoring rate for a central midfielder at international level. Mm-hmm. Uh, 42 goals in 98 caps. Unfortunately for him, that obviously that World Cup win came just after his time, um, but was the star player for for uh, Germany for a number of years. Obviously had a really good career at Chelsea as well. I didn't quite score as many goals as I remember, but he was part of one of you know one of those Chelsea teams that did you know uh, obviously make a real impact and win some trophies. And then you know he obviously had uh, spells. Um, in the Bundesliga as well 
uh, with Bayern um, and Leverkusen. Over 600 appearances in total, 148 goals. Three German footballers of the year. Um, two Euros team of the tournaments. Uh, one UEFA club midfielder of the year. For me, he was really, you know, good the <laughs> star player of this team. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think with German teams, often you don't think about star players. They're often very... Um, you know, like the team that won the World Cup, it was about the team, wasn't it? You didn't have a Ronaldo or a Messi. But yeah, Balak they, they get the best out of out of individuals within the team, don't they? Like like yeah. closer. Closer is never a fantastic striker, but put him in a German team, he will score you five goals a tournament, easy. Yeah, and I mean, definitely, that's one of the things I always actually really admire about German teams is it's not about an individual. Probably why they do a lot better at tournaments generally than the likes of Portugal and um and um, Argentina have done in the past. Mm-hmm. But um, Balak, for me, was one of those players that when you, you actually sat down to watch Germany, you're like, oh, I'm excited to see Balak play because he was... And he was one that I remember when he, he... Another one that went to Chelsea and could have come to United and I was really bitter about. Yeah. Um, so he was a pretty automatic pick for me. Harman, like I said, there were a few other options that I really considered. But Harman, I think I picked for his, his Premier League career because... He did have a fantastic career in the Premier League um, for Newcastle, Liverpool and City. Obviously, didn't actually play for Bolton, but was there for like five minutes or whatever. Um, (laughs) You know, real, you know, I think it's fair to say he's a Liverpool legend. A time when they maybe weren't super successful, but he did win the Champions League with them and a UEFA Cup, uh, a couple of FA Cups as well. Uh, 383 uh, appearances and 17 goals in the Premier League uh, for those three clubs. And then, you know, he was part of um, uh, a successful Bayern team as well that won a couple of Bundesliga. So uh, a good, a really good Premier League player. Um, and, you know, f- 59 caps for, for Germany. So a, a significant international career as well. So he was the one I went with, Balak, to kind of sit while Balak sort of ran the show, as, as it were. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm glad you sort of went with the uh, tactical side and, and some forethought with this team because that's exactly what I've done. Um, I mean, it, I mean, I, I said about Murtasaka being like a, a first choice centre back for me. Like Balak was this for the centre mid, but way more so. It was just trying to find someone to, to fit with him, and with the the sort of more defensive options because, like you say, Balak was was uh, more attack minded. Uh, then Haman stood out way more than, I mean, we, we've mentioned him already, but Emre Chan, um, yeah. or maybe like uh, Stefan Freund, that, that you know, the, um, yeah, the Haman, when you look at his career and obviously his, his international pe- um, appearances, um, and sort of how long he, he was around, um, is, yeah, is, he, yeah, he played well over a decade in the Premier League. Uh, you, you, you don't do that, especially for teams like, you know, Liverpool winning Champions League, pushing for the title. Um, and then going over, obviously, over to, to City. You, you, you don't do that if, uh, you know, you're, you're not particularly good. Um, yeah, I mean, um, yeah, Freund, Chan. Uh, the other options I really had in consideration here were probably more maybe Balaki, um, which is Ilkay Gundogan, obviously still playing for yes. Man City. Um, I really like Gundogan. Like, Same. I'm, I'm disappointed that he chose the blue Manchester team to leave for um from uh, Dortmund <laughs> um I think we got the bum deal of getting Kagawa off that team uh, <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah I really like him but he has had quite a few injuries um which maybe has 
sullied it a little bit. Um, I still think he can go on to do some great things, but I think he's maybe 30 now. And you kind of don't really think of him as like like in the Balak sort of mould. Um, I think he missed out on the World Cup win through injury. Like he, if, if he hadn't been injured, he would have a World Cup winner's medal because he would have been in that team and they would have probably been even better with Gundogan in the team. Um, so yeah, he, missed, he mean, missed out there. He's, he is definitely, he's, you're right, he's one that um, has had a lot of quite serious injuries. Like I remember in Dortmund and then when he first moved to City. But he's made over 150 appearances for City, which I was a, a bit surprised about. Because like you said, he's one that I go, oh, he's always injured, isn't he? Actually, since that first season at City, he's played a lot of games for them. Um, and clearly been a big part of their side. Um, and obviously a side that's won two Premier Leagues. So... I, I, you know, I, I think for me, he was kind of the one that I was going, ah, oh, do I put him in instead of Haman? And I think in the end, just the, the longevity maybe of Haman kind of kind of edged him over, over Gundogan for me, or Gundogan. Um, mm. But he, uh, like you said, a player I really like, and maybe one who's a bit unfortunate that I guess Tony Cruz would be a similar player. Uh, yeah. And I mean, when you've got Tony Cruz ahead of you, you don't have much chance because he's one of the world's best players in that position. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, maybe a bit unfortunate in that sense as well from an international point of view. Because like you said, 37 caps isn't bad, but he probably deserves more for the talent that he has. Yeah, especially when you consider how long he's probably been playing for Germany now. Mm. Um, yeah. Uh, the, the other option I had, you know, I've actually gone on my bench I might reconsider that for, for Gundogan um, is someone who actually got more caps than Gundogan for Germany and capped in Germany um, but didn't win anything in England um, and came out as gay a few years ago and that's Thomas Hitzelsberger <laughs> yeah uh, so I um, yeah. <laughs> I, I have Hitzelsberger on my list but he's I kind of put him down on, on the left wing as an option because he could play yeah. there as well yes yeah he. Was, I mean when, when we're thinking about players here Everyone we've mentioned, apart from maybe Chan, is is not that versatile. Whereas Hitzelsberger definitely was. I can see him popping up on the right, on the left, in the centre. Um, he's one of those ones who sort of fits that lovely little adage of uh, you know a scorer of great goals, but not a great goal scorer. Like mm. every time he hit the back of the net, you knew it was like a thirty yarder. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> um, I think he did win the Bundesliga because he went over to Stuttgart for a little bit after he left. Um, was it Villa? He left. Um, uh, I yeah. think he went over and won, won a Bundesliga over there and um, it was actually quite a, a fixture for, for Germany for a few years um, which is you know it's a, a good sign like you, like you said for, for Huth playing in England maybe didn't get considered as much for the national team Hitzelsberg was one who did he was always playing in England pretty much and was always in and around the German team um, obviously fighting fighting places for like Balak and Hamann so probably could have got more caps if, if those two weren't around. But yeah, he was um, def- definitely one who um, I thought could have been in this team. Like you say, may- maybe on the left, maybe centre, maybe even on the right. But <laughs> yeah, he, um, he had to get a mention at least. He's another sort of Boateng for me, um, yeah. He's one I, I have a lot of like fond memories of, like you said, probably because he scored some great goals. Um, but he, when I was looking at his stats, he was actually, um, that season that Stuttgart won uh, the Bundesliga, he was actually in the Bundesliga team of the year. So he was clearly um, an important player for that Stuttgart side that really caused a bit of an upset. And, um, you know, because like you said, 
Bayern always wins the Bundesliga. So, um, <laughs> yeah, you know, a, a really good player. Like I said, I, I kind of had him in a different position. Um, but I, I, I did consider him for cent- central midfield as well. Um, maybe just because I didn't have as many options on the left. But I, I sort of moved him out there. Um, the other, I thought it was quite interesting, and these names aren't ones that come anywhere close, but it seems like quite a lot of good young German players sort of come to the Premier League and don't really make it, which is kind of sad because there are a couple of names like Lewis Holtby and Max mm. Mayer, who, I mean, to be fair, Mayer's still at Palace and could maybe, um, you know, kick on and, and do great things. But both of those players had significant um, sort of experience with the under-21 German side, uh, with successful under-21 German sides as well. Um, but then kind of, you know, especially with Holtby's case, he kind of came over to Spurs, didn't really do anything. I think he was at Fulham for a bit. Um, I think he might even be at Blackburn now or something, a championship team. You know, it, yeah. just, it never really worked out for him. So it's kind of interesting to see that a couple of those players who've done quite well in the sort of youth ranks come over and then don't really make it. Yeah, Holtby was one that always stood out because obviously it's a very anglicised name, isn't it? Um, yeah. I think the other one was, was Aaron Hunt was around at the same sort of time. It was weird just to have two English names actually being yeah. like German players, but actually playing quite well in, in, in the Bundesliga. Um and I, yeah, I, I thought Holtby might be able to sort of resurrect his career when he came over to England, and um, you know, put, going into a Tottenham team which was was trying to build to something. Um, but yeah, it, it just never never worked out for him. But he was he was one I um, definitely thought about here. But like you said, it's the sort of um, downward trajectory of his career playing the Championship now is um, not going to put you in uh, instead for for fighting for a place with like Haman. So. <laughs> yeah. So, who have you gone for on on the right? On the right, I have gone for someone who could have easily been put in the centre here, but for me, um, was always the the German Beckham until his older days, and that's Bastian Schweinsteiger. Same. I can't imagine there's much United bias here, even though it was an absolute dream come true to see him eventually sign for us, like, ten years later than he should have done. Um, (laughs) One of my favourite players from, like, my, my sort of formative years like I absolutely love Bastian Schweinsteiger like you can't knock the guy at all fantastic professional fantastic attitude towards the game um, you know he's sort of like a, a footballer's footballer um, when when you um, heard the stories of like you know uh, Mourinho banishing him to like the, the under 23 team and, and training with the reserves he sort of fought his way back into consideration and ended up playing for us and scoring for us after that that's some that's some determination from a guy who didn't need to really put that effort in. He, you know, there was no, nothing to prove there. He'd won everything. He, you know, he'd won the World Cup. He'd won the Bundesliga more times than anyone else probably. Uh, it was, there was no need to to do that. He could, could have just gone, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll just sit in, play play with the uh, the youngsters, and and just sit on a nice wage for the next year of my contract. Um, but no, he didn't, and that was the uh, you know something that sort of. Um, yeah, and dears, dears me to um, a little bit to him, even more than you know when he was uh, a pacey winger playing for, for Bayern Munich um, in the early early noughties. Uh, yeah, it's, it's Schweinsteiger was the the obvious one here for me. Yeah, I mean, um, he like I said, he was the one I went for as well. I think you know realistically, he was more of a central midfielder for most of his career. But I do have memories of him playing out on the right. So that was kind of what, to get 
Balak and Harman in the centre center midfield. I went for Schweinsteiger on the right. Like you said, just a great professional. And actually, even though his time at United wasn't massively successful, I still kind of look back on, on him and, and like you know and go, oh yeah, I'm really glad he came. Even if you know it was a bit, he was a bit past it by that point and a bit injury prone. Like I'm glad we saw Bastian Schweinsteiger in the United shirt and he has that connection to the club because like you said great professional clearly um you know a really sort of stand-up guy and what a career that he had like his stats are like kind of insane like 121 caps for germany um yeah 500 appearances for bayern munich eight bundesliga you know won the champions league um uh yeah one footballer of the year in germany you know various sort of teams of teams of the year and stuff like that um a, a top player who, you know, apart from I think he missed the penalty when Chelsea won the Champions League, so that that's probably the one <laughs> one mark against him. I mean, I mean, a Ronaldo German missed the penalty when we beat Chelsea. A, so yeah. <laughs> a German had to miss a penalty in a shootout eventually. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, shame it had to be him, but um, <laughs> yeah, and probably one of the options maybe to captain the side. I think I, I went with Bal. I'd probably go with Balak, but. Uh, you know, a real leader. Um, the only sort of other thing I'd maybe thought of doing was playing him in the middle alongside Balak, leaving out Harman and putting in someone uh, maybe like Serge Gnabry, mm. who um, is obviously a more current player. And that's kind of why I've done what I have done, because Gnabry's not really done enough yet, but he's clearly, his career path is on the up, you know, after not breaking through at Arsenal and having a quite an infamous loan spell at West Brom now where I think yeah. Tony Pulis maybe said some, you know, rather negative things about him. And the lad's gone on to, like, destroy the Bundesliga. Yeah. <laughs> 81 appearances and 32 goals for Bayern is quite insane for, a you know, a wide player. Um, I think 157 appearances, 54 goals in total. So he's at, like, one in three, which is really impressive. And that's his international. <laughs> goals in 13 appearances for the national team so ridiculous he's, he's clearly um a real talent and a really big part going forward for germany but like i said probably you know maybe in five years time we'll be talking about uh Nabry and putting him in and putting bastian alongside um balak in the center of midfield but i think for the moment Nabry would just miss out uh yeah and i mean some of the other names some, some decent names we mentioned marco marin last week yeah <laughs> not really gonna get in this side I'm afraid um, no, and no. Chelsea is the other one that actually you mentioned when we were talking um, that I kind of forgot I <laughs> played for Chelsea yeah. to be honest <laughs> uh, but despite never really hitting that top level was a pretty good goal scoring wide player um, yeah I mean I, I, I'll admit because I was kind of short on my forwards I've, I've put Sherlock as, as an option there um, but yeah he yeah, could play on the right play on the left um Obviously, part part of the World Cup winning team. I think he even assisted Goethe's uh, winning goal in that World Cup final, um, from what I can remember. Um, but yeah, 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 over 50 caps, over 20 goals internationally. Uh, did actually win the Premier League with Chelsea. Mm. Um, but yeah, uh, even as a striker, even as a, a, a winger or whatever he wanted to play, I, I think there was a always a bit of a, a better option um, here. For us to pick, yeah, I mean, he was one of those, um, and we've had them in previous weeks. Perhaps uh, four four two doesn't really suit him 
Like, mm. he would probably be better in a 4-3-3 playing on that sort of right forward position. Uh, but yeah, you know, he was, you know, a decent option, but not, I would have gone for Nabry over him, definitely. Mm. And that's probably saying a lot, seeing as Nabry is very much in the early early stage of his, of his career. Um, worth mentioning with Nabry as well, actually, he did, he did win uh, Bayern's Player of the Year. Um, so clearly a really exciting player to watch. Um, and it will be interesting to see what happens um, in, in his future in, over the next couple of years. Yeah. What about, what about the left side? Of uh, the left, um, there was kind of another one who... It's, maybe it's just a left-sided Nabry. I, I don't really know. Um, that was Leroy Sané, yeah. who I it, I really, 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 really wanted to consider here, but I had to ultimately go with someone who is maybe more of a number ten, maybe more central. But whenever I think of him, um, maybe playing his best would always be on the left for Arsenal, uh, Meza Özil. Okay. Um, I mean, when 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 you think back of him in his prime was literally the, the hottest property in football mm. and I, you thought Arsenal would just like you know they, 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 they'd got uh, probably a steal I mean I think he probably went for about 40 million from, from Real Madrid but you still thought that could be a steal of a you know with, with what he could possibly do and, and help them to achieve it, it, it could have been a yeah a, a decent fee to pay for him but he's kind of never reached that potential um i mean you, you know he's still still going to like you know uefa team of the year of appearances he won the world cup um i think there's been arsenal where he's not winning league titles consistently whereas yeah. he would have been at real madrid well maybe <laughs> yeah. um is, is maybe something that he um yeah kind of uh darkens his his uh, career when when you look back on what he he has achieved compared to some of the players we've spoken about, um, you know he, he he didn't win the Bundesliga, whereas you know plenty of the players we just mentioned have. Um, but I, I Basically, he never played for Bayern. Yes, yeah, but yeah, I, I, I did ultimately go for Özil um, again, probably over sort of you know the longevity of his career, mm-hmm. whereas the the other option for me is. Um, yeah, he's not not really got there yet, but definitely could. Yeah, I mean, so I went with Sane. Okay. Um, I have put Ozil in somewhere else. Okay. Um, I went with Sane. Like I said, put Ozil in somewhere else. So I completely agree with having Ozil in this team. Like, I, you know what? I think he's a fantastic player. I think maybe he's one of those players that maybe his play style gets him a lot of criticism. You think back to maybe the likes of Berbatov, who get criticism for not trying but that's just yeah. not the way they play they're one of those very relaxed looking players but they have great vision great technique Conserving their energy. So <laughs> but you almost criticize them for being lazy mm. um you know a really again we talked about balak as being the star of this team but Ertzel would probably be maybe the other star he's, he's probably the most naturally gifted player yeah probably on here um, at Madrid, he was incredible. Like, I mean, he broke through. His real impact was for Germany, wasn't it? It was actually that tournament. I think they finished third before they won the World Cup. Um, yes, yeah. And he, he became such a hot property, and obviously Madrid side. And at Madrid, he was incredible. Like, maybe he's, he's not one of the big goal scorers. Like, only 20, I say only 27 goals and 159 appearances for Madrid. But he made so many assists. Like, mm. 
I remember, I think Ronaldo potentially kicked off a little bit when Madrid sold him because the amount of times Ozil um, assisted Ronaldo yeah. was was ridiculous. Um, one of those players that just isn't like a goal scorer, but just creates so much. And, you know, yeah, he went to Arsenal and not to slag off Arsenal, but over recent years, they have kind of been that club that a lot of good players go to and then don't really win much. Um you could probably say the same. You might be able to say the same of United in a couple of years. But, you know, it, it's such a shame to see Ertzel go there and not really be part of a team that could win the Premier League. Um, so, yeah, I'm fully behind including him in this team. I've just put him somewhere else. Um, great international career as well. Obviously won the World Cup. 92 caps, 23 goals. Very impressive. I went for Sane because, honestly... I felt he's such a talent, a bit like Nabry, but maybe Sane has been on the radar a little bit longer. Mm. Um, not a, a scoring record like uh, like Nabry, but... Um, but also didn't play for West Brom, so... Yeah. <laughs> yes, and also, you know, it's obviously been playing in the Premier League, which I think playing in the Premier League, even for a team like City, is probably a bit harder than playing in the Bundesliga for um, Bayern. Uh Especially with Pep, I mean, you, you, you very rarely know if Sane is going to be starting. Yeah, like Nabry I mean, must pay a lot for Bayern because he will. But like, yeah, Sane's never a guaranteed, but not even a guaranteed sub half the time. So no, and I mean, um, he has had he has had some injuries as well. But you know, he's made 134 appearances for City, 39 goals, pretty good return for a wide player in the Premier League. Yeah, you know, I, I just thought he's a real talent, one to watch in a similar vein to Nabry. Um, and I mean, I think Bayern are obviously trying to get Nabry on the right and Sane on the left, aren't they? Which uh, yeah. will be pretty terrifying if, if they manage that. Uh, but yeah, uh, PFA Young Player of the Year, I thought he was a really good option on that left-hand side. So that's kind of who I went with, um, with with the idea of maybe uh, being sneaky and uh, fitting Ozil in, in, in another position. Mm-hmm. So, as I have indicated uh, in, in my sort of front pairing, I've put Ertzel in that, uh, that David Silva role <laughs> that we invented when we did our Spain team. Um, just because, I, I, you know, I mean, Ertzel, I think, in his best, probably does play behind a main striker, you know. Uh, mm. I think that's where he played for Madrid, kind of in like a 4-2-3-1. Um, and probably where he played a lot for Germany as well. Uh, we've already gone over uh, so why I think he has to be in this team no matter where he plays. Um, the one I've gone for to sort of play in front of him is Klinsman. Uh, okay. Again, maybe a little bit before our time. Uh, I do remember, I think, him him probably in his second spell at Spurs because I think he had two spells there. Mm-hmm. Um, but looking at his career, like what a fantastic career he had. Another one with over 100 caps for the national team. 47 goals, so almost one in two, which is really impressive. Um, did win the World Cup, did win the Euros, played for a bunch of teams. Um, 620 appearances in total, 284 goals, great record, including 38 goals in 68 appearances for Spurs, uh, which I think, again, was over two spells. Also played for Stuttgart, Inter Milan, Monaco, Bayern, Sampdoria, you know, won a lot of stuff during his career uh, including Bundesliga, TUA for Cups uh, 
one West German footballer of the year, one German footballer of the year, one uh, Spurs player of the year. Um, I think he won a Football Writers Player of the Year as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, he was also a runner-up in the Ballon d'Or, apparently, as well. So one of the sort of big names of his generation um, as a striker. So for me, despite some other really good options, he was the one that I felt had to go in up front. Mm-hmm. Um, with that sort of just behind him. Okay, yeah, I mean, Klinsmann is, is one of my two up front. Um, obviously, putting Urzo on the left, my... I don't know whether it's particularly a number 10, um, but who I've gone for alongside Klinsmann is Lukas Podolski, yeah. um, who I'm sure is probably unlucky to miss out in yours. Yeah, very <laughs> Yeah, I mean, when, when we speak about Spain, um, and I said about Torres being like one of those players that you... You know, you, you remember him coming through, being a youngster and someone to, to look out for. That was Podolski as well. Yes. Um, probably just a little bit for Torres. Um, but yeah, he was, you know, at Cologne and, and was was kind of put that team on the map for me. I didn't even really realise they existed until Podolski was like, you know, doing stuff with them. <laughs> um, yeah, only, only had a, a short spell in England. Um, again, for Arsenal. My God. Why? Why do you keep buying all these Germans? Um, <laughs> but I think he was actually actually um, pretty pretty good for Arsenal, really, considering it was kind of like towards towards the end of his um, prime. Um, but I mean, yeah, he's probably got the most caps out of everyone I've got on my list here. 130, scored 49 goals. I think the only people who have scored more goals for Germany are like Gerd Müller and Miroslav Klose. Yeah. So I mean, P- Podolski is. I think he's more more of a creator than an actual striker. Um, he was very versatile, wasn't he? I yes, mean, he, yeah. He, 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 could, he could be on the left on our yeah, team here, I, couldn't I, he? considered, <laughs> I considered being cheeky and putting him on the left when I was trying to fit him in. Um, and I just felt... Because I know he, he did play. Like You maybe look at his scoring record and say, well, especially at club level, it's not that great. But I think a lot of those games he did kind of... For Arsenal especially, he did kind of play on that left-hand side, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, he kind of like... Um, the German Rooney, right? Like, yeah, and it came and and, and with like the the sort of being like their sort of hot uh, prospects yeah. as well. Like, yeah, they're very very similar um, careers, really. <laughs> um, I think the reason I kind of didn't put Podolski in, and in a lot of ways, it maybe is a bit unfair considering I've put Sane in, but I just felt his club career probably wasn't that impressive. He started; mm. he was great for Cologne when he first came through. A lot of that was in the second division in Germany. Yeah. Got the move to Bayern. Didn't really work out for him at Bayern. Um, and then he sort of went back to Cologne. And yeah, then it, yeah. he sort of did well in the Bundesliga for them and got the move to Arsenal where, you know, again, he was unfortunately part of that Arsenal team that I think underwhelmed a little bit. Yeah, you know, clearly a, a, a very good career. Um, still playing in Turkey. <laughs> But really, I think if you're going to put him in, it's got to be on his international career, which, like you said, he was such an important player for them for such a long time. Great penalty record as well. I think he only ever missed two penalties, uh, which is sort of the most German stat. (laughs) Yeah. And he, he, you know, he did win uh, 2006 World Cup Best Young Player, been in a Euros team of the tournament, been in a Bundesliga team of the year. I, he's the one that I feel bad about leaving out. So. I think when we're looking at the team, I might have to consider putting him in because yeah, I do feel very bad about leaving him out. Um, <laughs> was there anyone else that you'd sort of considered for that position? 
there was two two who sort of stood out. Like I mean, I, I mentioned Sherlock. I'm not going to include him here because we spoke about him as a as a, a right sider. Um, but the the two that I really looked at were were Carl Hines Riedler, yep. who played for Liverpool for a little bit. Um, uh, yeah, won won multiple Bundesliga, Champions League, was part of the World Cup. Um, winning team I can't think when that would have been was that 90 probably because he was um, a little bit before our time as well yeah I think um, so but yeah, yeah 42 caps 16 goals probably a solid sort of you know um, creative player maybe not a, an actual striker uh, at least from you know international record um, don't really remember him at Liverpool but I do know the name which is always helpful for a player who um you know, I, I didn't remember Fontsec, so, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, other than that, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, he, he wasn't one that, like, sprung to mind for me. But when I, I, when I was looking it up, I remembered the name. Mm. Um, yeah, you know, probably wasn't great in England, but seemingly had a really good career outside of England for some big clubs, yeah. uh, including Dortmund and Lazio. So, yeah, a, a, a good option, um, but probably one that gets left out for more recent options, I guess. Um, same, same with this this other one I've got here, and that's uh, Freddie Bobic. I didn't. Um, yeah, I think he had a very, very, very short spell at Bolton. Oh, okay. Um, that may be wrong, but I, I seem to be like recalling when they kind of signed a lot of, you know, like Kieros and Campos. It was yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Bobic was was one of those ones, and was was pretty solid. Um, didn't seem to impress much internationally. He was kind of like a, a one in four striker, uh, but he was a top scorer in the Bundesliga um, back in the 90s. Sometime um, helped them win the European Championships '96, uh, won the Bundesliga title. Um, he was just one of those one of those names that I sort of. I mean, when when I was younger, I'd, I'd watch like um, World Soccer or, or whatever it was on, yeah. on Eurosport, and whenever the Bundesliga came on, it'd be like. Um, Giovanni Elbert, uh, Freddie Bobic, um, Stefan Effenberg. It'd be one of those names that you just sort of, you know, commentators were mentioned because they were doing something good. Um, mm. So that, yeah, that Bob Bobic was um, the option there for me. May, maybe a bit of rose-tinted nostalgia for how good he maybe was, um, but he surely wasn't as good as Klinsmann or Podolski or even Özil as um, a front line for for here. <laughs> Yeah, um, not a name I had on there, um, okay. but I think it, I think it's good to have, to have a few other options. But Klinsman, Ertzil, and Podolski for me, like you know, you're looking at Jesus, three hundred <laughs> international appearances between this and that, <laughs> so over three hundred. So that's that's quite hard for anybody else to really compete with. Mm-hmm. So looking at the team sort of from back to front we've agreed on most I'm gonna say yeah uh, yeah goalkeeper we've both gone for layman defense what do we reckon who's a better right back Babel or Boateng um I'll, I'll let you decide here I mean I, I, I really like I like I say Babel was definitely in consideration for right back as, as well as Boateng for centre back so we could have uh, could have gone either way I'll go with Babel just because I think he, because um, he he played in in the Champions League. So that's why. What, what year was um, that game? In '99. I don't know if you know about that game. Um, uh, yeah, just because um, I think for me Boateng, because he was like the first name I had at centre back. Mm. I want to put him when him in where he's best. 
Yeah, yeah. So I think Babel right back, Boateng and Mertesacker at centre back, Ziga at left back. All agreed on that. Yeah. Um, midfield on the right, Schweinsteiger. Can we agree that with that? Uh, Balak and Harman in the centre of midfield. Did we say Balak is captain? Do you think? Uh, I had Schweinsteiger, but yeah, Balak could easily be captain here. To be fair, Mertesacker probably could be. I mean, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of um, strong, uh, strong-minded players around, isn't there? Here. Let's go with Balak. I, I feel like, I don't know, I just feel, I, I just really like Michael Ballack. I'm going <laughs> um, Left midfield. I think we possibly go with uh, Ertzel and put Podolski and Klinsman up top. Because okay. I feel really bad about leaving out Podolski. Either that or put Podolski on the left. But I think it makes more sense to put Ertzel on the left. Yeah, I mean, my, my thinking was that it seems to be whenever, whenever he's playing for Arsenal, he seems to drift out to that left side. I don't know if that's, that's cutting that's in why or Ramsey's so there or something. But, <laughs> they <laughs> just keep buying all these players in the same position and they have to play them all in that position. <laughs> you don't but, need yeah. Aubameyang, you need a defender. <laughs> <laughs> Someone just needs to sit down with Arsenal, like whoever's in charge of recruitment at Arsenal and be like, come on, man. Yeah, just I sign mean, a defender <laughs> that's not terrible. <laughs> yeah, they can't even do that. So yeah. <laughs> Like, oh, well, so Mustafi, no, no. <laughs> um, yeah, so, okay. I, I mean, I think that's a pretty good team. What about our bench then? Um, goalkeeper, uh, there was the one that you mentioned who was probably better than Leno and Zila. Uh, Ike Immel, yeah. Ike Immel. Before our time, but you got more caps than all the others combined. So, you know, must count for yeah. something. I think, I think, I think I'll go, I'll go with that. I mean, I would have probably gone with Leno. Yeah, I think, I think out of the, the other ones who've actually maybe played that in you know that we've seen uh, I would probably on Leno over over Zilo or Carius yeah um but yeah I get ML cool uh, defense what what was your thinking on this um given that we had the same start in four the one I'd earmarked for the bench was was actually Thomas Helmer yeah uh, again that was probably more looking at the the career stats over anything but like you say Rudiger was was definitely a real consideration so I can completely understand if you want to put him in over over Helmer I think I would go. Mm, it's difficult. I think I would probably go with Helmer just on the international career. Rudiger, I think it's another one of those where I think in a couple of years, Rudiger hasn't quite got there for me yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I would go because you have Helmer, who was clearly um, had a fantastic career, even if a my, very minor one in the Premier League. He did play in the Premier League, so it counts. That's all that counts. <laughs> I think I think Helmer as the defensive option. Um, midfield, I mean, I, I, I would have probably gone for Gundogan. Oh, uh, difficult, I, isn't it? I think it's Gundogan. I, I don't know, my, Gundogan. my Turkish isn't yeah, that sorry. great. But yeah. yes, it, no, I mean, um, <laughs> I meant more that it's difficult to decide. Yeah, I, I mean, I... I, I Gundogan is the better one. I had earmarked Hitzelsberger. Maybe that's the, the nostalgia speaking, or maybe it's because I thought he was a bit more versatile. Um, but I think Gundogan is probably a better player if you if you just look at actual talent. I think Gundogan's probably the best, um, at least of the, of the central ones. Like you say, Sané did get into your starting lineup, um, so I can completely understand if, if this you. This is what keep, I feel like. I kind of yeah. feel like Sané or um, uh, Nabry on the bench would be quite good. I mean, weirdly, Sané and Gundogan joined Man City in the same season, which is um, a bit serendipitous here, isn't it? <laughs> um, we could maybe include Sané or... Or what was the other one called? 
<laughs> I'm looking at my notes. I'm looking at Nabry. We could maybe include one of them as a striker, I guess, on the bench. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because, I mean, I don't know about you for forwards, whether there's any... I know Riedler is probably the best option to have on the bench. Yeah, that is who I had um, listed down, but yeah, it's... Um... You know what? I think Sane, <laughs> as much as Arsenal and City... Well, not Ars- Arsenal fans probably won't care, because Nabry played, like, what, three times for them? Oh, no, <laughs> 21 times. Um, City fans might get a bit annoyed that we're not putting Sane in, but it's just a bit too soon, guys. It's just a bit too soon for him. Yeah, when, when we're doing this in like four or five years' time, we'll definitely include him. I like him a lot. I think he's a really good player. But like Laporte, just... he'll be in the French for in a few years. Don't worry about that. <laughs> I mean, I still maintain that Laporte could be in the French one now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, so we'll go with Gundogan. Gundogan, I keep saying it wrong. Gundogan yeah. and um, Riedler. Okay. So that, so that's a bench of Ike Emil, uh, Thomas Helmer, Ilkay Gundogan and Karl Heinz Riedler. I hope I'm saying all of those names right. Almost certainly not. <laughs> not. I'm proud to, I can't say anyone's name right in the, this week. Um, I can't remember if it was one earlier that I was just getting horribly wrong over and over again. Like, I can't even remember which one it was. Um, okay, cool. So that's a pretty strong Germany team. I think while there maybe weren't as many options, uh, some really, really strong ones. So I actually think, as you would always think of Germany going into a tournament, when we're comparing this against the other teams that we've done, I think they're going to be in with a really good shout. Yeah, um, it's, it's a very strong team, isn't it, this one? Uh, some players there that I think will be really hard to, you know, looking at, even looking at some of the great players we've listed already in other teams, some players here that will be really hard to leave out. What are we looking at next week? Uh, I was thinking we go with Portugal. Portugal which might be um, another one to try and yeah <laughs> put players so in the beyond... wrong wrong place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was thinking of picking Cristiano Ronaldo in every position. <laughs> yeah, um, we need eleven of them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, get him in. Get him in goal. Probably better than any option Portugal has. That's being unfair to some Portuguese goalkeepers. Um, perfect. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, you know. There's not, there's not been many. <laughs> there's not been many. Well, great. I, well, thank you everyone for tuning in to this week and listening to us go on about German players. I hope you'll all join us next week where we try and think of how to fit as many Portuguese midfielders into the team. How many Cristiano Ronaldo's into us? Yeah. How many times can we talk about... How how long can we talk about Cristiano Ronaldo? Can I mention him as much as I mentioned Roy Keane in our Irish week? That is the the key. He's not as quotable. Or or 99. He's not as quotable as Roy Keane. Let's be honest, Cristiano. Um, But, you know, I'm sure we'll talk about many goals he's scored um, that we remember fondly. (laughs) Okay, well, thanks a lot for listening, guys. Hope you join us next week. Um, Yeah, I can't think of anything else to say. Pez, you sign off. Uh, Bye.